Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Transfer knowledge, it's not Sports Unplugged, because guess what? Mo Salah signed a new contract, so we can all breathe a big sigh of relief and we can all have a big, lovely chat. And you know it's important because <sighs> the boss is on, so we've got to behave ourselves. And Kev's, yeah, Kev's back. back. And Kev's back as well, so Luke, we can't get away with the shit we got away with last week. So all your chat about, you know, if you had to pick up which fruit would be your favourite weapon, <clears throat> you know, we can't talk about that now. UFC can go oh, fuck itself, basically what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, But we have agreed, Gav. That if you're gonna take a use a fruit as a weapon, a pineapple we reckon is the best choice. Spike, spiking has got a bit, a uh, bit of girth to it. Are you throwing yeah. it or are you using it like in your hand as a just weapon? As a, just as a weapon, you can sell what you want. You, why you use it? It has to you be quite. St- you'd have, oh, I love this chap by the way. Fuck my Salah. Um, <laughs> you, we'll get to that. You, you'd have to be quite um, precise with throwing for a pineapple. Although a pineapple in your hand is quite heavy, but it do some damage. Um, I reckon an orange, but you just have the skin pierced in certain places. Because if you hit a fellow with an orange, right, oh, it's yeah, not going to do a lot. But if it squirts all over him in the eye, and it's oh. it's not good. So it's probably an orange might be in my show. Yeah, that's not a chat. No expect this one, folks. Dollar chat. Right, Luke. Seen seen Kevin Bandler's last week. It's not you. How you feeling, mate? Oh, it's made the weekend already. Finished work, and then then the the announcement was made, and yeah, the saga is over. It's finally over. No more, no more Emojis. agent putting the tweets out of laughing faces. So yeah, thank God that it's done because I could not have doubt next season every press conference. Oh, is he staying? Is he going? Ha, yeah, well, has he signed a new deal? So well, I'm come, glad it's over. Well, comes that because one of the four of us went full 300 and really let us know what they thought of the emoji. But we'll come to Kevin in a minute. 
Gav, yeah. you, it must be important Friday night and you're here. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I was looking forward to a really relaxed Friday night, and then this happened, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to do something here. Um, we're gonna have to change the show tonight from Sports Unplugged to NTK. Um, I'm probably gonna have to do the thing. And uh, but listen, I'm I'm delighted to be doing it. I am, I'm absolutely delighted he signed the deal. Um, we've spoken so much about him to the point where this channel has had to put a pin in it on a couple of occasions until something new came out. Look, I've said, I said like. From the beginning, if something goes wrong here, i.e. he doesn't sign a deal, we'll need to know the numbers. You just have to know the numbers if, if something goes wrong. Um, I was getting very tetchy over it. In, and, and not oh, at Mo Salah or anything like that. I, I only said it last week. If he can't find the middle ground, he'll he'll see it was contract. He'll honour a contract. And you can't say more than that if he can't find what he wants. And if the club can't find what they want they're gonna to have to find a middle ground it looks like they have but you know um i'm absolutely delighted with it i was even getting down to the point where i thought could they do something this summer where they actually most Salah leaves the club because look take the two hours before he signs today on social media and look how much it was going on like and i'm not just talking liverpool fans on twitter i'm talking about fans of all clubs on twitter when this when the agent put out that emoji today and you'd multiply that by I don't know how many times going into the first league game of the season, first Champions League game of the season, when Liverpool lose a game, if Liverpool went down of a cup competition, and it would just go on and on and on for nine months. And then, of course, you would have the World Cup in the middle, where they wouldn't have anything to write about bar the World Cup, but you have to keep Liverpool on the map somewhere because Liverpool sells, so they just keep doing this stuff. So on kind of couple of levels, I'm absolutely delighted, but most of all... um, We've we've we're keeping. I think one of our best ever players, um, for three more seasons. You know, so it's it could be more than that, is it? It is three, yeah, three, yeah, three more seasons. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely phenomenal work, absolutely phenomenal work. And no, I don't care about the numbers, Chris. I really don't no, give two fucks I'm- about the numbers. I've seen three fifty. I've seen three hundred. I don't fucking care because all the matters. Is that young or Jurgen Klopp has his tallies, man, right? For three more years. Liverpool Football Club and Mo Salah and his representatives have found a way and found a middle ground to make this deal happen. And like Luke said, he's bang on. It's over. The saga's over. And all we can do now is concentrate on going into another season with a really, really strong squad. It rejuvenated Jurgen Klopp with a new contract. Some new players, some have gone, but Overall, it's a it's a brilliant day for the club. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, look, cards on the table. Um, I thought I was pretty resigned to the fact that he's he's gone, and I'd I'd text Kev saying because I I'd, I'd missed all this emoji stuff because uh, I I saw some people trippers outbursts on social media, which was like, oh, something's gone on because I basically I've blocked, uh, muted his agent oh, six months ago. Whereas if you mute him, you don't have to get you don't really get stressed by what he what he puts out so I was quite relaxed but Kev we're looking now at a situation where if he continues the current trajectory he's getting of getting on average 20-25 goals a season he's in three years time he was most likely going to be our fourth highest goal scorer in the club's history which is overtaking Kenny Owen Fowler Billy Little you know that's that's some legacy there I mean this is um, what people are talking about this is like you know, all-time Liverpool eleven sort of player. This is what this is the sort of level player we're talking about. 
But before we get to that, Kev, <laughs> let's go back about five hours. Uh, a little emoji <laughs> came out. Kev, and, uh, oh, well, basically, we have a WhatsApp group with John on it. We start, well, you won't believe this. We do prep for the show. I know we believe yeah. it, but we had well. a bit of prep. And Kev sends a quite big essay of what he thought and how he was going to react to the show. Which I'll be honest, me and Luke were quite, quite annoyed. But I, was, I just sat back and went, just let Kev, Kev go for half an hour. Here. So, Kev, how were you feeling when uh, you saw the little emoji? I lost it completely because I just thought to myself, exactly what Luke was saying. I can't have, I can't listen to another year of this, of him chirping up every time something, he thinks he has something to say. We had it last season with his emojis and with his uh, cryptic tweets. And I just thought, we've had a decent summer. I'd resign, my, I'd resign myself to him going to PSG to replace Messi next season. And I was fine with that. Okay. He, he'll, he, he doesn't seem the kind of guy who would down tools. He'll honor his contract. He'll play, he'll play well. He'll want to play well to get the best move possible. And I just thought, here we go again. It's the 1st of July. Carvalho is meant to be unveiled today. He's becoming a Liverpool player today. What's he doing this for? And I just let rip in the charge. Fuck this anyway. Block, block him. Forget about him. Never want to fucking see anything to do with him again. He can take him. He can take his only client and they can get out. Gone. Forget about it. And then the club put out the tweet with the hand over the face and that was me. I had the hand over the face. And, oh my God. What I was... Delighted I didn't put it on Twitter because I'd have had to delete it. I don't like deleting tweets. Well, but, plenty did. Plenty did put it on Twitter. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I never, I can imagine. But The flip of the Liverpool fans on Twitter was brilliant, though, wasn't it? It was, sell him, I've had enough of this bollocks, gets rid of yeah, him. Yeah, I, um, I was there the one because that, I just thought to myself, Chris, here, you know. Here we, we go again. Can you imagine next, next year, right, if uh-huh. Moore decided to run down his contract? It's not just the every press conference. It's... The splits it, that it can well, create. The media, it's the media as well. Yeah, but it's the yeah. splits that it can create within a within a dressing room as well. If things aren't going bad, who's going to get the blame? The guy who's out the door, the big the big time Charlie. You know, I'm too good for you, lot. And I just thought this is a recipe for disaster. You know, we've already lost Sadio Mane. We're hoping that Darwin Nunes is everything that we hope he is. And by the way, your talisman, the guy who's been arguably the best right winger that's ever played for the club, wants to leave. And mm-hmm. like Luke, you're dead right. In what you said, you this, that's done. You know, and mm-hmm. the yardstick now you got to look at. Stand before preseason starts as well, which I think is yeah. Massive. That's the beauty. Yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah. I mean, he'll be 33 when this contract is up. And you look at what Karim Benzema is doing at Real Madrid at his age. You look at what Frank Ribery and Ian Robin did in the latter end of their career. At 33, Mo Salah has still got a big move left in him if he wants to go down that route. By or then, we'll have had eight or, years out of him. Or, or a big extension. Out of what? Or an you extension. Know. We can have with, this all again eight months time. We don't, we don't know. But as it stands now, <laughs> you know, Cockahoo over the moon, delighted he's staying. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's topped off a really good summer. If the, if the summer closed tomorrow now, I mean, the 1st of July is the 1st of January. It's New Year's Day for footballers because that's when yep. contracts end on the 30th of June and the 1st of July is the start of the new contract year for footballers. So it's New Year's Day. And it's probably no, no, no coincidence that they announced this deal when 
the new year of a contract is due to start. You know, on the first of uh, on the first year on the first day of a new contract year for, uh, for footballers, maybe that's what the whole wait was that he would stay on his previous contract until today and then go again from the first of July. But the way they announced it, the way the me- they handled the media of it, because all you could see was the CGI of more scrolling through Twitter. The few lads that we all follow on there yeah, we're not, are now yeah. it's the celebrities on uh, on social media because of it. Yeah. Well, uh, the bit that got me, I was about to mess you after your rant, uh, which <laughs> was really funny, proper cheer up my work day. Um, and then I saw it was Neil oh, Jones yeah, tweeted the eyes emoji. I thought, oh, it's, a, it's a Mickey take. And it was just... A, th- a four second thing for Liverpool's just of a Liverpool shirt by a pool. Yeah. I was about to mess you going, that's an odd response. And then literally within a minute it was signed, three year deal. Fucking hell. And then uh, Gav, the uh, the instant flip of uh, Liverpool fans, which was selling to, ah, oh, his agent's all right, isn't he now? You know, cracking, he's done now. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're, all, we're all well happy now. So um, let's yeah. move on to the thing. The, the one the thing. F- the funny thing is about it, though, like with the agent, like the agent most definitely does something in, was it January or February when he... Yeah. he Big stuff to Fabrizio, yeah. Yeah, and and you knew what was being leaked to certain journalists and stuff like that to put out there, and it was kind of like, what the fuck is he at? That definitely happened. Um, but I think a vast majority of people kind of went, I'm just not, I'm not dealing, I'm not interacting with him anymore. You know, because mm. a, a lot of people in their own head would go, he's looking for a reaction here. And if you're strong enough willed, you just go, you're not getting that reaction. So I don't think he got, I'd say he got a reaction. I didn't read anything he, he, he off the he back. Got re- he, he definitely got a reaction of Jamie Carragher. Yeah, no, he, get, he does. And he, he gets that reaction. Whereas I kind of looked at him and went, oh, he's off again. Fuck that, you know, and off off we go. And, you know, but then it kind of all started to fall into place, like you said. And you see the people do that tweet um, with the short force, I think. Um, mm-hmm. is, is it the short force and then the emoji or the emoji it, with the short I'm not, just, I can't even remember it's just shirt by the pool yeah the and then emoji. and then you're kind of going well what, really what's going on here and I even tweeted um, I hope to God this is where I think it is um, I forgot the D in God so it just sound, looked like I hope to go um, instead of I hope to God but listen most people would have known what I was talking about and then I think it was I think it was Sean he texted me um, I think he was in work and he just said, what's going on? And I went, I think he signed, Johnny. I think it's done here. And then literally within about three minutes, I was sending him another link to another tweet going, yeah, it's 100% done. And you know what? <clears throat> Listen, it's everyone gets emotional. Everyone gets fucked oh, this and fucked that. If board. it was any other player, we wouldn't give a shit. It's the fact that it's Mo and we know how important he is. That's why we care so much. That's why this one... I mean, Genie was a good player, and he did really well for the club, but he decided to leave, and we're like, okay, fair yeah. enough, we got Thiago, grand. Replacing a guy who bangs in 20-plus goals a season, every season, nailed on, 100%, as soon as sure as the stop clock is right twice a day, Mo Salah is scoring 20-plus goals. Yeah. That is especially with, not easy. Especially with losing money only a couple of weeks ago as well. So yeah. he already lost one. Yeah. He'd already lost the first sort of, Big signing of Klopp because mm. he wants to do a new challenge. And but, you, but, but Chris, you'll see, the, you'll see the negative now because <clears throat> Salah signed a deal, right? And I've already seen stuff like, well, who is it? Who else is going to go in and look for a similar deal now? And I'm kind of going, well, nobody because he signed them all to deal. So don't yeah. worry about yeah. that. And then you've seen people going, um, oh, if they spent that money on Mo, they won't buy a midfielder. Nobody has a fucking clue what's going on with midfield. Oh, nobody, listen, 
Nobody has a clue what's going on in that club, full stop. Right? Because I, I, yeah. there's no way Liverpool rocked up into Greece, is it? He's in. That Liverpool yeah. rocked into Greece this morning and said, um, we have a new contract for you, and he signed it today. It, it, it doesn't happen. Because that guy, Ra- Remy, or whatever his name is, is his advisor or his agent, or whatever they call him, right? They would have to go to somebody and have that contract looked through, considered. and done. That contract's done a week. T- ten days, minimum. Because that would have to be given to them for them to look over, go, go through, go through, go through, go through. Yeah, we'd sign it. And Liverpool happened to turn up in Greece today to do videos, um, you know, reveal the contract, get pictures taken of the con. You know, no, I don't think anyone knows what's going on in that club. So when it comes down to midfielders, I don't think anyone knows. And listen, that's not a bad thing. Oh, you know it's mean? <clears throat> I remember Liverpool in the, eight, the late 80s, early 90s, right? And all right, um, social media wasn't around. Media wasn't as, as prevalent, you know, and as in getting instant stuff and getting rumours about stuff and stuff like that. You know, and Liverpool just used to do their business and they just turn up with a player at Anfield. They'd literally turn up at a press conference with going, here's a new player. And no, and Liverpool are, are I think Liverpool are so tight at the minute on giving out information that we don't know what's going on midfield. You're seeing, you're seeing negatives about you know, about, oh, they, they couldn't give Mane the money, but Salah wanted, they given it to Salah. And you're kind of going, hold on, there's a guy that represents Mane last week saying he wasn't on 100 grand a week, he was on way more than that, right? And, he, and Mane and himself comes out and says, I wanted something different. You know, listen, but at the end of the day, Chris, at the end of the day, Chris, look, right, yeah. take each of them on their own merit. Mo Salah signed a new deal for Liverpool today that will keep him at the club until 2025, which means we're getting, I think we're getting somewhere between 75 and 100 goals out of him in the next three years. That's my opinion. Great. Listen, if a midfielder comes along in the next four or five weeks or eight weeks or whatever's left in the window, fine. But we just need to take each of them on that merits. It's, it's, it's actually getting ridiculous. Like, And that's where the whole Remy stuff today and... and Kev is probably the biggest culprit of it all. Like he should be ashamed yeah. of himself for his carry on today. Thoroughly. But um but but look at, at, at the end at the end of the day, Liverpool know what they're doing. Now you can argue over do they spend enough, do they do this, do they do that? But they know what they're doing. And they've shown it again today. Because Mo Salah left Egypt and went to Greece, I don't know how many days ago, but I'd say he landed in Greece knowing his Liverpool contract is absolutely sorted. They didn't rock up at his front door this morning. And I and show him the contract, and he said, "Okay, just doesn't happen." No, I I agree. I mean, the other thing, Kev, we would talk about, and Luke is, um, it also takes a bit of pressure off the club because, listen, to be yeah. fair to Julian Ward, fair play to him. You know, he's brought in the most expensive striker we've ever bought. He's signed up probably one of the biggest names in club's history to a new contract. You know, talk about baptism of fire for a for a, <laughs> a new sporting director. So. Fair play to, but we were. I think. I think me and Gav did a show early in the week. And we were going like, well, you are looking at Liverpool going. You need at least one, maybe two midfielders. You might need to replace Firmino. You definitely have to replace Milner, and you probably have to replace Salah. You're going. That's quite a busy 2023. That and there are loads of right wingers. I'm going. Oh yeah, he's a shoe, and he'd be well good. So yeah, it does give us a bit of breathing room, doesn't it, Luke? Because then we're sort of going. Well, the right's really set and really so. so we'd like a backup just because you know you yeah. rest the guy, you got to rest a fellow at some point. But it yeah. does take a bit of pressure off there, and you'd like to think that also helps attract more players because if you know you got 
three years of Mo Salah to play with, it's an attractive proposition. Yeah, I think if Salah would have been moved on, you're probably looking around the market thinking who's really going to take the mantle. Would it have been Rafinha, Bowen, Anthony, all good players, but to put the pressure on them straight away to come in and go, right, we need you to score 20 goals. It's It would have been difficult for any of them to come in, but the fact he's signed, that's done. And you can get a younger player to come in, hopefully that they will grow into the role, less pressure on them. And then when Salah does eventually go, he'll just slot in and, and take over his man, um, take over his um, position. Yeah. In a way, Kev, outside looking in, it's kind of, is this almost like perfect squad evolution for the front three? Which is, uh, this is not because I've got any sort of inside knowledge, I barely have any knowledge, to be fair. But we sort of said, when we looked at the front three, said, the ideal for the club is probably sign one, sell one, and let, let one, one run, run the down. Contract, and let one run the contract down. And then, to be honest, you're kind of okay there. Look, being a fan, we'd like to sign all three, but being realistic, that's where you want to be. So we are now going. Well, Firmino's got at least a year left, which gives Carvalho and Nunes a bit of time and Jota a bit more time to be the middle, the middleman. You know, gives Diaz mm-hmm. a bit, another year to just sort of settle in without, you know, the break glass of one of the big boys. And you've still got one of your talisman to kind of go. Well, you've still got Mo Salah as your guaranteed twenty to thirty goal a year attacker, which is always a, bit, a big pressure to take off yourself. It is. I mean, the thing is, you got to look at it. There's, there's many ways to look at this. Salah did really well working with the big man when he was at Roma. You know, um, the partnership that he developed with Ed and Dzeko was, it really took good. Roma from an also-ranked club to into the Champions League and deep into it. You know, they had a really good link-up. Salah's delivery from wide is very underrated. And that's something that he'll bring to their game as well. The fact that he's staying takes pressure off next year. You know next year we're going to have to... It'll be five years since we've made a serious addition to central midfield by then. You know, Thiago came in to replace Genie, but it wasn't exactly big money and it wasn't a player that you look at it and you think you're going to build a side around him. You know, it's been a long time I think, since I think I think Thiago is a serious addition. Yeah, but, yeah, I know but it was 20, well, I know it was 20 million from, over five years. It wasn't a yeah, big but, investment. Yeah, but, but money doesn't really matter. Well, but I do agree with you in the fact that a serious addition, as in major forward planning, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where you look at next year. If you had to do that next summer, as well as add... A, a replacement for Mo Salah and a replacement, potentially a, a replacement for Bobby. That suddenly becomes a very, very expensive window. And there's no dressing that up. That's just the reality of it. We'd already, we've already spent the bones of nearly 100 million this summer, you know. And <coughs> it would have, it would have made next summer really, really, really difficult. The fact that he's now staying for the next three years plus means that you can really concentrate next year on a midfielder and you already naturally have two midfielders leaving by default next summer anyway in mm. Ox and James Milner when their contracts expire. So there's naturally going to be two spots opening up in midfield that you can go all guns blazing on in 2023 if we don't do anything between now and then. So, I mean, the squad is in 
really good shape at the minute. If the window was to close now, I'd be, I'd be happy enough. I'd be like, look, that's an eight and a half, nine out of ten window for me, as it stands now. You know, it, ideally one more would be lovely, but you know, tying Salah down when. I'd be honest. I'd say anyone I speak, I speak, spoken to have all pretty much said the same thing. Yeah, he's going to run his contract and he's going to go. You know, I'd resign myself to that, and I know a fair few people had resigned themselves to that. So the fact that the club stuck with it and the club have moved, and he's had to move from the demands that he was putting out there in the media, comparing to what's out in the media at the moment. There's nothing. I mean, Mo Chatra put out something there tonight, and he said. With the bonuses and everything, you're talking Mo Salah is going to be earning the bonus of half a million a week and with a 350 a week basic. I, th- I think he actually earns less than he would have earned in 1920. Oh. Genuinely. Because I think what happened in 19, 2019 and 2020 with Champions League and a league winning season yeah. is he yeah, was on it. a base rate with extortionate bonuses. Mm-hmm. And um, Mo Chatter, I think, is the one that kind of brought that up. Uh, Mo Chatter yeah. and Swiss Ramble have brought that up um, in the summer of 2020 and the summer of 2021 about the bonuses that they were paying. And the talk immediately after was that new contracts being offered, which was the summer of 2021, to the likes of Trent, Fabinho, Allison, Van Dyke, wherever it might be, was that they would commit more money up front, but the bonuses wouldn't be as extortionate. So they actually... They actually have the ability to earn probably less money than they did two years ago if they won Champions League and leagues. But players want to know what they're earning each week. Yeah. So yeah. I so if Salah was earning four hundred and fifty grand, you know, or five hundred grand after bonuses, because it was mad money they were giving out in twenty nineteen and twenty, he's probably getting fifty, sixty, seventy grand more a week now. But he won't be able to earn up to five hundred thousand. Yeah, he probably earn up to four hundred fifty thousand. So if actually if 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 we go and be really successful like we have been, and people will go, well, how we've we been really successful? Get a fucking grip. We won the European <laughs> Cup of League. We've won you know six trophies in the last four years or whatever it is. We'd actually probably end up paying out less if you get me, because yeah. the bonus, the way it's being pulled back, we're committing more up front. But if we actually fulfill our potential as a squad we'd probably be giving them probably a bit less and that's absolutely fine you know the sort mm. of way it still pushes mm. players on that want that extra yeah. few quid and that's that's cool yeah I mean there's, there's a lot of talk of you know what some of the players think because obviously Mo's earning so much there is talk and I can't remember just I think it might be Neil Jones um, someone will correct me the chat if I'm wrong probably Laura Duffy in a minute is the talk is the club like Klopp spoke to the leadership group, which we know is Henderson, Milner, Van Dyke, and mm-hmm. uh, Trent. I think Robson's in it as well. And I think the discussion was how would you feel, conversation, how would you feel if Moser had a significant amount more than you? Is there an issue? Just, uh, to us, to see gauge squad harmony, you know, um, that's also a thing. But Luke, thinking about it though, with Mo staying, we can talk, we all know what he's brilliant at. You know, he's one of the best wide forwards probably going what's it do for the squad in terms of a Harvey Elliott uh, a Cade Gordon is you've got three years against Mo Salah in training you've got three years to learn under Mo Salah is 
you know, is there much more of a learning tree that you need than just watching Mo? I mean, the, the story is Mo Salah last summer was bollocking Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott, too much bread. Too much bread said you won't you won't last like me if you keep eating yeah, bread like was, that. You, yeah, but if it was you crisp, need to, you need to sa- if it was crisp sandwiches, like I don't know, like Mo hasn't got a leg to stand on. Well, yeah, I think it's just a bre- dry bread roll. So I think oh, well, that then, was the like, <laughs> you know, slap me around the head as far as I'm concerned. It's a dry bread roll. Sorry, uh, Luke. Yeah, yeah, given the Milner slap as well. Um, yeah, I think with the youngs, uh, with the youngsters, having Sal around, like he's like the ultimate professional. Like, look, uh, look at the way he looks after himself. Apart from his agent, you don't really see him cause, causing a fuss in the headlines. Um, you don't see him partying um, headlines about him getting drunk in Vegas and stuff like that. So he's the con- consummate professional of how to be, how to act on and off the pitch. And I think it's vital for. Elliot, Gordon, even Jones, and even some of the younger lads that are going to be coming up. So I think it's crucial that he's around. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. So, Kev, um, the best thing I've seen on social media, which is always good fun to delve into social media, is just delve into Man United Twitter and every now and Arsenal Twitter. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? The absolute U-turns and flips I've seen from laughing at us not keeping a player to there is genuine concern and panic now. Oh, shit. There's three more years of him. Because I think there was that that feeling of Liverpool might go away for a little bit if um, you, they haven't got a Mo Salah. Um, you can feel the fear now of quite a few clubs going, oh, shit, that's that's not what we need. Because the one it thing was... you, you want this summer is, consistent, is consistency with how uh, crammed the league's going to be. Yeah. It was, it was bad enough for all the clubs that Klopp signed his extension. Now, the fact that we've added a Darwin Nunes, Diaz is going to get a preseason, and by the way, Mo's going to terrorise you for another three years. The idea that we're going to re that this rebuild hasn't been planned meticulously is gone, is, is gone out the window. And we always, I've, we've all, and I'm guilty as anyone else of not buying into it is trust the process. And I said earlier, trust the process, trust the process. And today I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I then, that phrase, you know, You've got to do it. You have to, trust, you have to trust the process. It's like they would have known. When Klopp said before the Japanese League, didn't he? Everyone knows. Everyone with 12 months. What's this? Partying <laughs> and getting drunk in Vegas, Luke. Can you just... Yeah, so, yeah, so basically, um, Lucas said something there about partying and getting drunk in Vegas. Luke, you can just say it's like acting like Jack Grealish. By the way, nothing wrong with what Jack Grealish No, does. absolutely by the, by the way, just just to be clear, only because I've seen it on her social media, um, is it, I think Leanne Rowe was in Vegas, and she obviously Andy Robson's there. Andy Robson looks fucking ruined. Hmm. He, he definitely, he de- Andy Robson yeah. knows how to have a drink. He looks fucking yeah, but, wrecked. But look, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> who, goes, to him. who goes to Vegas and walks around drinking fucking green tea and taking pictures? You don't. You absolutely go on the latch. There's, a, there's a good reason why a lot of these lads go to America is because they can just blend in and disappear because they're not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not many places that these players can disappear in the world. Uh, America is probably the one, but maybe not Vegas. But it's like. I lost where I was now. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you? You, you were ranting about the uh, the agents. I think you're up to that bit. <laughs> no, I'm over that now. I'm over that. You can uh, oh, hopefully 
he might get another be quite- client or two. One thing I will say about the agent, right? Football agents work for their clients. Okay, they don't work for the club. They don't Correct. work for fans. Now he can be the biggest prick under the face of the earth, but he's more Salah's prick, and more Salah is happy with that. Yeah, because everything that he did was on his say so. And don't kid yourself. We don't know more Salah from Adam. He might be the greediest bastard on the planet. We have no fucking clue. But the agent that represents the player, people can't come out after the fact and say, oh, but Moore's not like that. Moore wouldn't do that. <laughs> you don't know. At the end of the day, he's still Mo Salah's agent, and he still does what he does. And, and, we, and whether we like he's only got not, one client, so God believe we won't hear from him again for another good while. Look, whether you like it or not, <coughs> he got a great deal for his clients. His, his clients had a great deal, and mm. ended it a bit like Gav. I don't really give a shit what he's on. He's staying for three years. That's all I need. But that's but that's the thing. Like, if if that deal doesn't get signed, I've said it loads of times. If that deal doesn't get signed, and Liverpool come out or it comes out in next June, that Liverpool offered him three hundred and fifty grand a week with the potential to earn four fifty. Just say. You can you can genuinely turn around and go, what more do you want the club to do? In my yeah. opinion, right? Because you were speaking there about the leadership group and, you know, what would you think of this? Listen, they've all signed deals, right? And they, they're signing deals knowing that Mo Salah's the last one to come in and Mo Salah's getting more than them. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The guy has, get his stats up. I think he's like fucking 200 goal involved in about 80 games. You know, it's fucking ridiculous, right? Um, but, but, He's but ninth, in the ninth in the all-time goal scorers. Yeah, yeah. So, which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that that's what you're going to get, right? The, we know that that's going to happen. And and you were talking there about what does it mean for Kay Gordon? What does it mean for um, Harvey Elliott? What does it mean for Naby Keita, who's looking mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. "Jesus, will I sign a new deal?" Fucking Mo Salah staying. You know what I mean? There, there could be other players sitting there going. I'm not signing a deal. If, if Salah stays, I might stay because like we're absolutely mustered. Yeah. If he goes, though, could this be the start of a an evolution where other pay, players might get the chops? So what's the deal for Naby Keita? Where he's what's the deal for Roberto Firmino, who says I'm not exactly. to lose on one of my mates. If my other mate goes, no disrespect to Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, but if if my other mate goes, or in a year's time, my other mate, if I commit to three years now and my other mate goes in twelve months, I'm the last one left. You know, what's to do for Roberto Firmino? And um, when it, look, when it comes to fans of other clubs, we, we've kind of lashed ourselves here tonight over reactions we've had over agents, emojis, yeah. signing the deal, not signing the deal. I've I like I've tried to be as level-headed as I can about it, and it was all about finding the numbers. If it didn't happen, I just wanted it to happen, you know, the sort of way. And it has, and, and I'm absolutely delighted. But when you look at other clubs, like, the hope in them is that Liverpool take their eye off the ball. And I think the chance of Liverpool taking the eye off the ball is minimal. And that's what's hurting other clubs. Like we're, we're sitting here, right? And Ten Hag knows that he's getting the United job two months before the season ends. Somewhere around that, probably. And he's still sitting here without a sign. Now, he might ah, sign yeah, three or four. Now, he might sign be, three or four, right? To be fair, Gav, he did have them trained at 9am. Well, he did have them at 9am, which was ma- revolutionary, right? Yeah. And, and, do the passing, and do the passing. And the passing. And well. it looks like he's with them in the shape because they're passing and yeah. moving, which is mental for a footballer. But Jeez. but but he's sitting there without signing. Now they might do Frankie De Jong, who doesn't look like he wants to go leave Barcelona, which is sound, right? Um 
and they might do this fullback and they might do this centre back and they might they might, right? But it's all on it's all kind of will this work, will it work? Oh, I don't know. Like Spurs fans never gave Richardson a second fucking thought up until about <laughs> fucking four days ago. And now they're like, oh, he's so good, he's so classy and what he said to everything today. He's not classy, he couldn't even fucking spell. He didn't even get someone to spell check the fucking thing before he put out the tweet. And I mean, they're all going on like Richardson is, is the second coming of Jesus, right? Eight, goal, eight goals and six assists. It's and that's, and that's what, that's how, that. but that's how things flip so quick. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But when people look at Liverpool, listen, let me give you one bit of advice. If Liverpool, are con- if, if people are constantly talking about Liverpool, Liverpool are doing something right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And, and you know, Diaz, I think has been brilliant since he came in. Nunes, you know, United were 40 welcoming videos for Nunes before he signed for Liverpool. So don't be minding what United fans tell you. Right. Salah signed a new deal. Um, and we might bring one in, but behind it all, fans of other clubs are probably looking going, these are not taking the right off the ball. These are as strong, if not stronger, th- than last season. And the potential on July the 1st, we're eight weeks, is it? Until the, the window Yeah, give six. was first of September yeah. the window to, Yeah, to manoeuvre themselves, to make themselves even stronger. So it's all good. It's absolutely all good. And you know what? Salah's signing that deal as well, and he's looking going, I like Nunes. You know, because Salah's not signing a deal unless a bit like where Klopp was signing a deal, Chris, where he was saying, I need the backing. Right? I think he's being backed all right. Okay. Um, but I need the backing for this. I, this is my plan. I've four years left. This is my plan. That's fine. Salah's signing the same deal, saying to himself, well, who are we bringing in? What is the plan? Klopp is telling him the plan. The club are telling him the plan. So, Because that was the leak, wasn't it? That uh, Salah, well, he, he did say it wasn't about money, but it was, it was also what are we bringing in. Yeah. So it, it yeah. could it could also be the waiting game of oh, we're going to bring this and that in. Well, I'll see what you do first. Yeah. Do it first, and, but, and then but, he's seen he's seen what's coming. He's seen what's coming, but he's exciting. also he's also going to know what's coming in in the future, right? Mm. Or what he plan to do in the future. So not only Salah signing the deal is really good for him, which financially it really is good for him. I think it's the best place for him because when you look around suitors around Europe, I'm not too sure what the suitors are and what position they're in, and actually how. Not viable the project will be, I'll say PSG, but how kind of meaningful is it, I suppose, is probably the word that's better. And not only that, he's getting a really good deal, but there's no doubt he's not signing that deal without going, we're, we're, we're planning on this, this and this. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's 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 another it's another recommendation from another massive player for Liverpool Football Club, what's happened today. That That's probably the biggest thing to come over, really. It'll help. It'll help when you're going to target other players, for sure. Yeah. You know, if, if you if Liverpool are serious and say they want to attract the Jude Bellingham, it, it's a feather in your cap going into those negotiations. That by the way, X Y Z players have already committed and they're going to be here as long as you're here. And the spine signed. PSG, sorry, the spine signed. If you look yeah, at exactly. Spine, exactly. the spine is guaranteed for the next three years. Yeah. You look at you look at other clubs around the league at the minute, our competitors at the minute. Spurs are rebuilding, but they've spent really what they need. To, they scraped into the top four with what they had. Yeah. And they're going to be playing in the Champions League an extra minimum. I reckon they're, they're good enough at the minute to get into the last 16, last eight. So they're going to be playing a lot of extra games, and the players they've signed will be you know, they might be, they're signing players to maintain the top four challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Man City are losing, arguably. I mean, people call Sterling a tap-it merchant left, right, and centre, but exactly. Pep has gone to him an awful lot over the years. City's second time all-time scorer, I think. Yeah, and wow, he's looking to get out insane. the door. Mares is looking to get out. Mares is looking to get out the door. You got Bernardo I think Mares is going to be staying. I think. I think he's well, going to get a new deal at City. I there was talk. There was talk. There was talk that he, Mares and Sterling and Jesus would all go. And you're looking at Bernardo Silva as well. I mean, how much of a yeah. rebuild are Man City looking at? And what? Yeah, but and Bernardo Silva is linked with Barcelona, who are still trying to do a Rafinha deal while telling well, Lewandowski to just chill out in Munich until we find <laughs> someone else to fuck out of the club. Well, like Bayern have started off their, their stadium rebranding today. Uh, the deal kicked in today with um, with Spotify. Now, the Barca. thing is with this. Yeah, they've, sorry, they, they've, uh, Barca, sorry, yeah, they, they've rebranded the stadium uh, today. So, and the thing Off is the with fire, La Liga, yeah. with the way La Liga works, you have to prove that you have the funds in place in the bank ready to go before you can do anything. And there's a microscope in La Liga. The way, uh, the way La Liga have turned things around in the last few years to how they financially manage the clubs over there now is to be applauded, to be fair. The way they've turned around to Barcelona and cut, basically cut them off because, you know, they are a huge club. They're a juggernaut of a club, really. And they've turned around to Barcelona and said, look, give us your credit card. We're chopping it up and you have to come to us now to prove that you've got the funds before you're allowed to do anything, which is it should have happened years ago, you know. But at least now when they make a move, they're able to show that they have the funds to do it. So I can understand why they're turning around to Lewandowski to say, look, we have to wait until the money's in place with this sponsorship deal. They've sold the TV rights deal to another company. They've sold 49% of their merchandise deal. And apparently it's not for a couple of years. 10% of their media deals as well. But but the thing is, like, you know... Weddings as well. Yeah. (laughs) And they're doing weddings. All sorts of stuff. (laughs) But, But a couple of things are coming out of that as well, like... And this is why I spoke about the suitors for Salah. Because I don't think Barca is one and I don't think Madrid are one. No. PSG is probably one, but I think it's a madhouse. When you're, when you're basically telling Kylian Mbappe he can run the show, it's fucking mad. And, but, like, I don't know if City lose all those players. Because where they stand now, they've brought in Julian Alvarez. They've brought in... Um, Haaland and Calvin Phillips. Haaland, yeah. All right. Yeah, the they brought in another keeper today as well. They brought in a keeper, yeah, but that's much of a much, right? But yeah. Fernandinho has gone, they brought in Calvin Phillips. That's just a swap, right? They've yeah. lost Jesus and they brought in Haaland, okay? And then the talk was they would lose one more attacker and Alvarez would, would be there. So, yeah, I think Sterling might go. I think Mares will stay. So, it's a like-for-like like swap. I can't see Bernardo Silva going as well. Right, yeah. even with Barcelona, like you says, they're 180 million cash injection today due to Spotify and selling rights and and stuff like that. But the big thing to come over for me today was we've 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 dodged a massive bullet on Rafinha, a massive Huge. bullet on Rafinha, because I think he's a really good player. But Rafinha, if you're if you see how solid these talks or these this kind of rumors were around them, and listen, I'm. I'm going off probably one or two journalists that will talk about him. Oh, Newcastle have entered and had talks on. Arsenal are looking to put a deal in place. Chelsea have a, have a you you know um, done Arsenal and, place, yeah. and 
Yeah. And all, and he's just waiting on Barcelona. And yeah. what happens to timing is right. Barcelona get their injection and Rafinha will more than likely go there. And I actually dread to think that Rafinha would have turned up at Liverpool now. Because if we talk so much about our due diligence, how we plan the, the makeup of the squad, how they're so tight, how we have a leadership group that can, you know, talk confidently on the feeling of the rest of the squad, to drop someone in like that, as good a player as he is, I think could have been not disastrous. That's a bit bit strong, but stabilizing. I, I think it could have been a really negative effect on things when you have a player that is being touted around two, three, possibly three Premier League clubs. If yeah. you even if you don't include Liverpool, um, who he was being linked with last summer, and now he's just sitting waiting for Barcelona to come in. So he's no real intention to go into any of those. And if he did. He had his eyes on Barcelona the minute he walked into Stamford Bridge or the Emirates or um, which is uh, the problem. St. James up, which is probably United could have with uh, De Jong, which is the t- all talk is he doesn't really want to go, but I think he's being told he's going. But he um, might be able to stay now because of this cash injection. Because the thing yeah. is, they could yeah. bring in Rafinha, they could bring in Lewandowski, they could let one or two go, and they'd be absolutely fine. But by all he, accounts, there's um, Clement Longley. Could be going on to Spurs, yeah, yeah. He's on huge wages, so that in itself can help. That can help Chelsea out massively. You know, Chelsea have to address their problems at the back. Mm. They want to commit to signing Sterling. That's not going to be cheap. Mm. They've lost their arse on Lewandowski. On sorry, on Lukaku. By FFP standards, you know, to, on paper. But at the same time, Kev, the, but at the same time, Kev, the owners have to, after coming in and showing so much enthusiasm yeah. to get that club, they're going to have to do something because Lukaku's not there. You know, Christensen's not there. I think Aspilicueta has got wants a year on a deal now, but once out. Um, mm. Rudiger's gone. Alonso, Rudiger. Alonso yeah. wants out Rudiger. So they have to do something. You know the sort of way, not only to back their manager, but to appease their fans that you know that they've come yeah. in and they, and they have maintain to do a, chal- a push for top four. Because yeah. in fairness, Chelsea, I don't, I think Chelsea were a better side. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket size. Chelsea are a better side without Lukaku in it. I mean, Kai Havertz is is a top tier player, um, but you can't lose that many defenders at one go. And expect to maintain the standards that Tuchel is going to need to maintain to not just push City and Liverpool, but to maintain the position that they're in at the moment. And to be honest, we need, as Liverpool fans, we need a strong league to be able to challenge the likes of Man City and us to to try to take points off the likes of City because... That was the problem. The with the sides, yeah, the, for last season, the last few seasons, really, the amount of sides who roll over is yeah. just way too many, you know. And that's one thing with the five sub rule that people overlook. It's going to be working really well for us. We'll be able to bed sides in, or bed players in, and give minutes to players and that. But if you get, say, a West Ham come to Anfield and they can get a one 0 lead. There's nothing stopping them bringing on three defenders and then putting on two attackers later in the game to hit you on the counter. You know, there's many ways this five sub thing can work out tactically for smaller sides that they think they're disadvantaged by at the minute. But 
if sides can get themselves into positions in game, they can manage their way through 90 minutes a lot easier with five options rather than three. And it gives those sides <laughs> so many different ways to change a game if they can stay in it long enough and get ahead. You know, it's it's just... <coughs> Chris, next season is going to be fascinating in so many ways. Can I ask you a question, Chris? Um, Go on Because it's Friday. We can do what we like. Um, how much... You know, we, we've seen we've seen Spurs do good business, and I think Kev's spot on on Spurs. Mm. I think the squad they had last season, despite Arsenal's collapse, in my opinion, collapse, and only having one game a week, Spurs just about made it over the line. I think they're a better side than Arsenal, right? And they're having a good window. Basuma is a good signing. I think Richardson is a bit. Uh, he's a good signing, but he's expensive. He's expensive. He's, he's I think he could do job. well there, but I don't know if his temperament will be up for you playing behind Harry Kane every week, right? Because Son Kane and Kulisevsky for me is a really good front three, right? You look at you look at Chelsea and there's a lot of uncertainty there. You look at City and it's a life for life changes, but it's still is Calvin Phillips as good as Fernandinho? Is Haaland is, is fucking outrageous? But how will Alvarez settle in Europe? Stuff like that. How much do you think the signing or the renewal of Mo Salah? will make these clubs kind of sit up and take even more attention again and go and probably push themselves back into the market that little bit more. Uh, I think it will. I don't know about City, but I think the rest it will because the lot of the... I, I sort of thought from the outside looking in, I think a lot of opposition fans, not some social media <coughs> friends of mine, felt Liverpool would be dragged more into a top four battle because there'll be too much of a distraction of playing the final year's contract, which we've seen with many clubs, it's a right ball ache. Even with a genie one, it's a ball ache. I think my my thought was always going into this season with how it's split and how condensed the first half is. Sides with the least amount of disruption will do better because they can just concentrate. They don't have to worry about bedding a lad in for six, seven weeks. And we've got to bed Nunes in, but if Nunes doesn't hit the ground, we have got Jotu to play number nine. And he's done that. He did that brilliantly up until about February of this year. So, it, I actually think it helps us, gives that bit of continuity, and it, it's one less distraction that we have to worry about. Whereas I think other clubs, it's going to be a distraction at some point, which is going to be, well, how's your new signing doing? Oh, is it because your new new players haven't been in Chelsea? Why did you see that's where it's because you got a brand new back four? There's lots of ifs and unknowns with them. With Liverpool, the only real unknown is we don't know how well Nunes will settle in. We've got an idea, but we don't know. But we know the rest. We know the rest of the squad is pretty settled. And City, to a large extent, are similar. And uh, they've got a couple of question marks, not too many. <clears throat> it's so, no, look, I, I just, I just think, you know, there might be clubs out there that were planning and saying we can do this, we can do this, and you know, we won't be, we mightn't be up there at Liverpool and City, but. If they lose Salah in 12 months, we're in a good position where we've bedded in, like you said, like players for a year. And then we look to push on where Liverpool are kind of scrambling a bit for who, what to do with Mo Salah. I just think it might have a big effect on them. I think I think Chelsea are the biggest losers of all of this. Like, I think they're close to a top four battle than a title battle. Correct. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think, and I, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think Spurs looked at it and went... Okay, we scraped top four. 
were getting 150 million thrown onto the squad because he openly said it they were, they were investing in the first team squad the, the, that's what he said and you know um, they kind of probably had to hold off during COVID because they were probably the biggest losers during COVID because of the new stadium mm-hmm. and the events they want to have at it like a, and I've seen something NFL. today like NFL um, and concerts and all sorts yeah there's all sorts of gear going on and that's what, that's what that stadium was built for it's extra income and I think Spurs are looking at it like I said a couple of weeks ago to, to solidify top four top four and pull away Marston and United if they can but also to target Chelsea and even target us and see because you never know if they get a good run and they get a bit of uh, momentum and you never know what can happen but uh, I think Chelsea might be the big losers and all this and I think where how did he finish last season I don't think that manager is on the most solid ground and that's not me saying it because I despise him right but I, I, I'm just saying it because of the way they were playing last season and the way he was going on a little bit, I think they might be in trouble. I and think he loves, fall, in trouble. He, he loves falling out of a player or two as well. He's got that in Well, the talk is that he's at, he's at PSG, he trained them within the inch of their lives and he just had enough of them and listen, I'm not listening to you anymore, you're fucking annoying me. You know, in a sort of way. But when you see like Azpilicueta, I think it's huge if Azpilicueta leaves that club because he's must be a Chelsea He's such a years. leader, isn't he? He must be a Chelsea 10 he's years. Not. Yeah. yeah, he's a, he's a bit like their version of James Milner. He's that leader that they need, yeah. and that character, and it's you know lots of. And the other big problem Chelsea have got for me is that one of their most key players can't stay fit yeah. in N'Golo Kante because when he's fit, Chelsea are a different animal, and that I think is what's cost them a lot as well is they can't keep him fit. Mm. And look, that's just fact of life, and that's age, and you know it catches up with everyone eventually. But um, Luke, um, you listening carefully? So Steve, yeah. Red Steve wants to know when's the F1 chat, which unfortunately Kev was going to make me do fucking F1 chat, which as you can imagine, I was fucking delirious over doing this conversation about F1 because I love F1. But then Mo Salah happened. So what do you think happened to the uh, F1 chat? It just vanished. A bit like IP vanished. There you go, Gav. You have to get used to these really oh, bad well. puns. There you go. We do this every Friday when you're oh. not watching. <laughs> so, and there's me only editing the start and the end of the show. I should, I should yeah. really listen to the whole lot. Yeah, you should listen to the whole lot just, just for the really bad puns. Luke's now on the two for two now of bad puns. Well done, Luke. So just so you know, guys, IP Vanish um, basically keeps you secure when, you, when you're online, keeps all your data 100% encrypted. That's your password, your communications, your browsing history, and you don't have to sacrifice any speed, and it's unlimited on devices, whether that's computers, tablets, or phones. These guys are rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and the offer for you guys is 70% off your yearly plan, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're basically getting nine months free. Details are in the description below. The address is ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. Very well done. Yeah, see? Usually impressed. You have to bring that to the Sunday show now. And not only that, like, when I think about how you've done that and then how Keith manages with the IP Vanish stuff, like, it's night and day. You know, Keith just <laughs> absolutely just decides that his brain does not work. Uh, Veranda Cheese, of course, will have to cover his ears um, because he, he hates the IP Vanish stuff. But then again, IP, uh, Veranda Cheese is disgusted at the fact that Mo Salah has signed a new deal at Liverpool. Um, he feels the club have backed down and um, shouldn't have done it. So uh, there you go. But Veranda Cheese is absolutely mental. So there you go. And to be fair, Red Steve hates these puns every week, which makes me want to do it even more, to be honest. Yeah, but Red Steve, look, he hasn't really had a go at me tonight, so I'll let him off. Um, I've offered to go for a point from, but I don't even know who he is, so he could be really weird. <laughs> but listen, I've drank with loads of really weird people. So it me, me, inclu- me included. You included. And your father. 
Yeah, but he was alright. But your father's not weird. He's actually a really no. nice man. <laughs> Unlike me. Completely different. No, no, you're a really nice man too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Kev, Kev was so disgusted with the IP Valley, he, he walked off screen. My dog decided that he wanted to go outside and look, mm. in fairness, I just ex- don't plan on doing anything after the pod that I need to involve some mop and stuff. So that yeah. was best. Fair enough. When, when he goes to the door, I jump. Yeah. Kill it's easier correct. that way. So, Luke, rest of the summer, we've now got most of us sorted. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you wanted, um, Red Steve? Red Steve, just uh, put just call me up. Yeah, yeah. Red Steve uh, says Gav is a prick. Fact. Um, again, <laughs> never met the man, um, but I like he's, him. He's probably yeah, he's fairly close. I'm sure, it's not your missus next door. In, uh, no, in the no, other no. Room. She'd say it to me face. She's fucking way braver than Red Steve. Fair show. Uh, Scott Luke, while we're talking about Gav being a prick, uh, what, what do you think? It's amazing. Are you content? Would you like one more? Well, it makes you a little bit of transfer chat. It is the time of year, you know, yeah. so, and it gets everyone excited. I think I want one more, just to be a bit greedy. Um, ideally, I'd like a midfielder. Drew uh, Bellingham. Well, not even Drew Bellingham, because I don't believe that he's like the be-all and end-all, but I do feel like that we do need the midfielder who is in the between 23 and 26 age bracket. Because the other midfielders are either in their 30s or in their early 20s. There's no one in the prime of their career or going into the prime of their career. And Naby Kate is too injury prone. And Ox could be leaving, could be staying. So one more that's going to consistently play all season is would be ideal. Yeah, I mean, you say I've never been injury prone. Um, I would say up until up before this season, I would say yes. But this season, to be fair to him, apart from pulling a hamstring, kicking the ground, which is still the most bizarre. Barella, Barella is getting songs on his shows as well. Yeah, loads of Barella. I mean, Klopp likes him, which gets everyone excited. I mean, Klopp likes a lot of players as well, so let's not get too excited. Um, my thought is, I'll see what Gavs is based on the running last season. We basically played three out of four. It was Cater, Henderson, Thiago, Fab. It was basically them, them four were the main guys, and the other lads were just a bit peripheral and they were used for um, sort of like in between games. If you had a fifth one, it was, so it'd be like three from five, does that sort of sort you out? And then you just literally use Milner, Elliott, and Jones for experience, you know, the right moments, like your know, bottom 10 sides, and that, then you can always keep rotating a very solid midfield or a very. T- um, inventive midfield for the big games in Champions League and against the top six. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I need to react to some of this stuff in the chat, right? Because yeah, I, I, I can't I, let some of this go. I first of all, Matt, um, Red Seals reckon we need a telethon to take him down. Incorrect. I'll take you down in four to five seconds. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Last Dan Austin wants to know if any of my neighbours have the first name Red or family name Steve. <laughs> no. Um, Laszlo wants to get in on this guy slack and you walk away, bro. No problem at all, Laszlo. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. Um, but Red Steve... It doesn't matter what Red Steve says. He still won't come for a point with me. Um, don't know where he's from. 
don't know what, what he does, but he continuously changes his name. Um, that must be his way of getting around the IP stuff. Just if he, he believes if he changes his name, they can't track him. Um, but I don't think that's how it works. Um, <coughs> Laszlo says, Gav's short game is shit. Um, well, you're only telling the truth there, like, for fuck's sake. Um, you need to up your game, Laszlo. But, no, I love you all. These are all fucking sound, in fairness. Um, what was the question? Oh, midfielder. Hey. Um, if we had one more, so we had like five to rotate into three positions, and then you use Milner, Elliott, and Jones as playing against the bottom ten, not all at the same time, but you know to dip them in or play them when they're in a bit of form, and you can rip them out when you need to. Mm. So just because um, Henderson, for me, while I think he actually had an all right season, I thought he played too much, but he mm-hmm. has to play too much because we have enough options. Mm-hmm. Um, or Allison says I'm a great A wanker. I know where he's coming from with that. Um, I got called that on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. It was great crack. Um, but Zup Dog says, Zup Dog says, don't worry, Resi. I'm convinced Gav is about four foot. I'm five foot five. Um, so there you go. Um, knock all the rumors out of the head. Ami agent doesn't put emojis on the internet. So there you go. Um, so is Baratti, So there you go. Messi's not too much taller than me as well, and I'm probably better than him if I put a bit of effort in. Uh, <laughs> midfield though but the funny thing is right I know what you're saying about the four and being used and stuff like that but I think I think it's a big season for Curtis Jones I think uh, I think his last season was probably a bit of a perfect um, let me see <laughs> bet you Gav is swinging his legs under the table no uh, Gav shot at Warzone Correct. Uh, um, it was a swinging, it's a swinging legs that got me. Stephen Han says, "I nearly got blocked for just for torsion trees." No, you didn't get blocked for that. We thought that was funny. We thought that was funny. Uh, Stephen, was it you, Stephen Han, that said that? Maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, listen, keep going. It's all good. Um, but Curtis Jones pro- probably had the, the, I think, the most important season of his career last season. Because I think he fell off a bit of a cliff and he had to learn and he had to learn the hard way, I think, last season. And you've seen him kind of coming back a little bit towards the, the, the back end of last season, which is good for him. I think his trajectory has been really on the up for the last two or three years and he kind of got halted. And that might be the kick that Curtis Jones needs, right? Harvey Elliott had a horrific injury. He comes back and I think they've they've worked him really, really well. Same with Joe Gomez, but as an 18-year-old, I think they've worked him really, really well. So, I understand the four thing. I get it. Um, Milner probably plays more appearances than you think last season. Eight, 39 appearances. Yeah, 39 out of 63, nope. mate. So, so, the thing not, is not like... Many, not many starts. Though. No, he, but, he but, but he's not there to start starts. a load of games. That's what I mean. The thing. You know, and, I'm, I'm talking about starting. Maybe. Yeah, and, and you know, you see Milner, you see... I, I can see... This is why I keep going back to the numbers again on, on midfield because we have eight midfielders. You've eight of them. Yeah. You know, and there's only going to be three spots max. And I understand there's places in the squad where you go, he won't start an awful lot, but Curtis Jones is going to want to push on. Harvey Elliott is going to want to push on. And as I said before, in my opinion, we only bring in a midfielder if one of them leaves. I.e., you sell Kate because he won't sign a deal, or you sell Oxlade-Chamberlain because um, he he wants a move and he's a year left. Or Jones or Elliott. They look alone, right? Um, and it's, it, it is a possibility. You never, never know. But I don't think you'll see a midfielder come in. If we were to sign a midfielder, um, I'm all on board with with um, Joe Belling. Yeah, I am because I keep going back to what Keith keeps telling me, and he's like, "Gav, 
if, if we get the next season as we stand, we would lose Naby Keita, we would lose James Milner, we would lose Alex Oxley chamberlain And if you want to go into a season with eight midfielders, you then have to sign three. Just to be on par with your numbers from this season. So, But I, I, I'd love to see them do Duke Bellingham. I like Barella. Um, but I don't... I, I'd nearly go as far as to say it doesn't happen. I think they might let Ox run that down that deal, unless he pushes for a move. But if not, if today hasn't taught you anything about Liverpool, know what they're doing. <laughs> nothing kind of will. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you go on. P- I'm going to read a lot of these because Sean, Sean P. Casey's comments quite good for you. Oh, let me see. Let me see. I have to find yeah. it. I, I like the idea of last January when we, <clears> when we brought in Diaz, having that extra option in the front three. It just was, needs a bit of pressure, doesn't it? It, it did, and it was Fucking great. Fucking hell, I'm getting lashed here. It's, it's Go brilliant. On. Go it's on. Absolutely no, brilliant. I'm okay, though. Yeah. I, I like get, the idea of having that extra pro- forward. Half price you know? cinema. Sean P. Casey can go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> what did he say? Laszlo's up this game. I'm only messing. Um, Tom Boland's trying to get on my better side, but uh, yeah, you might do. Um, let me see. Oh, Alison, that's a cracker from our Alison. In fairness, Red Steve says, Gab gets in the cinema for half price. I don't really go, so there you go. Um, let me see. Um, and Peter Jones having a right go in there as well. I'll be having a word with him after this. Go on. Peter Jones, Peter, the, what, nobody from Argentina has ever played yeah, yeah, yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, That's the fucking had... nerve to turn up here. Less than a week <laughs> after that debacle. But I thought it was bad, and I am bad. <laughs> You, didn't you win? No. Oh, okay. No, he didn't. <laughs> Keith anyway, had that bit, up. Come on, let's get going. Oh. I want. I need to go and edit this and, and um, play Warzone. <laughs> priorities, priorities. But you've gone Absolutely. on Warzone. I'm going to have a go at FIFA tonight. Um, <laughs> I'd love another chocolate Genuinely, I, w- I would love us to sign either a project forward or just an option. It did, you know, whether Diaz is realistically the only option that we have on the left. You know, mm. Joss is okay out there. Salah is the only option that we have on the right. You're struggling for a backup doesn't, for him. Doesn't Carvalho? Doesn't Carvalho also cover the left? Doesn't doesn't like cut? No, right I don't foot. think. I, no, I don't think he does. I think that's yeah. where he'll end up. Yeah, I think. That's I think where that's where they'll try and shoehorn him in, but I don't think that's his position. I. He's more of a second striker, a 10, someone who plays centrally. I think eventually he'll develop into being a, uh, an attacking like number eight. I think two, three years down the line, he's going to be a number eight. But it's going to take him a while to develop physically to get to get there. But I would, I would almost sacrifice a midfield, a midfielder to get another forward in. Because I think goals win games, and I think midfield we're actually okay. If you look at the numbers I, and look I at the fact look. that we you can only play you can only play three every which way you dress mm. it up, you can only play three, and you're going to make two subs. Unless you're Pep, so, he'll play six if he, if he's given. Yeah, his he's just an oddbollocks. What's got you? Yeah, like midfielders are centre back, so that's technically around like eight. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just he, he'd love to play a, a full eleven of midfielders. I'm sure that's his game at some point. That's just what he wants. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, isn't it? Getting bringing another forward in and then really push the goals. I mean, let's be honest. Any particular well, name, Kev? For the it'd be fun. It'd be fun, though, wouldn't it? I 
No, and that's the thing. No, there isn't. There isn't. Would you take Gnabry from Bayern? Oh, Christ, yeah. But you're yeah, not yeah. going to say... that Bayern relationship. So, hey, the issue with him is he plays on the right. He likes to play He plays across the front line. Plays yeah. on the left, down the middle. Sonny Kang is saying Kev might win a quiz if Bracky organised it, as they have all the wrong answers. <laughs> it's, very, it's very true. It's very true. Gav still never forgiven me for that. To be fair, he's, uh, he's still fuming over that. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, you're going down an infamy for that one. Oh, it's, um, I, I think it's, I think it's one of my greatest moments. I wasn't even on the pod. It's brilliant. Keep, I, keep look, still with me over it. I think. Look, forget about everything else. Today is fun, just one of those marquee January first that. You're gonna. Mo Salah is definitely the, one of those players that we don't. The football in general, football in general, won't appreciate Mo Salah until he's retired. And you can look back through the history of the game. There are players like that that don't get appreciated while they play. And he's definitely in that bracket. That when he's gone, you'll realise just how good he is. Because the, the notion that Salah is still compared to. <laughs> The likes of Arian Robin and Frank Ribery, he's levels above all of them. You know, he's he's the best African player to ever play in the Premier League. And people still talk about Didier Drogba. And go away. You know, Salah's head and shoulders away from all of those players. But it won't be until he retires that he's fully appreciated for just how good he is. He, he's a phenomenal footballer. And he, he believes in the project that we're doing. He's bought into what the club because the club will have told him what they plan for the next few years. So, sorry, I'm sure it's a really good point you make. I just can't cope with these comments at the moment. Gav's gone to make his. Are they, they are, they're on fire tonight. They're, they're absolutely fine. Names are being noted, though. It's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm getting this is a Friday night. I'll but, tell you yeah. what, Friday night is normally mellow. We chat about all yeah. kinds of crap. Yeah, I know. But they've, be, they've kind, I, of, I, I, they've kind of got themselves in, in an awful tizzy here. Really um, tizzy, yeah. But I've got to, yeah. Keith, Keith just texted me there to say, Don't worry, I'm taking all these names. So um, yeah. when, Keith te- when Keith takes names, you're in trouble. Um, yeah. And listen, if is he that- passes them on to Sean, you're fucked. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, is that Keith from the internet? That Keith. Um, I think he's referring to himself. Is is that what he's referring to himself as now? It wasn't doing that on a bridge once, guys. He'd be looking at me. Oh Keith. yeah, Keith yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, Paul, Paul Giovanni's right. I am broken now. I've, I've enjoyed this. This last ten minutes has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There we go. So what are the plans right. for the weekend, lads? I mean, there's no football on. So what? You watching the the golf? The the Irish? Yeah, I watch some golf. Um, I watched some golf. I have to do the back garden. Need to need to do some walk in the back garden, and that's about it. Nice and chill this weekend. Anyone, anyone nice up and... in the morning watching the rugby? No, no. The Ireland, no, Ireland I'm, against I'm the All Blacks. Watching UFC. Are the Ireland playing the All Blacks tomorrow? Ireland oh, yeah. playing the All Blacks Should he, in the didn't morning. Should they play their second team during the week and got their arse handed yeah. to them? Well, that was our second team as well. To be fair, right? Okay. Uh, Austra- England are playing Australia. Uh, yeah. Next, I think there's five games on tomorrow. You got Ireland against New Zealand. You got England against the All Blacks. You got Wales against South Africa. Uh, no, four games. Yeah, you got Scotland against Argentina in the evening, and then you've got um, Joyce against Hammer uh, heavyweight uh, tomorrow night, and you got UFC two seven six a monster card. But the All Ireland semi finals this weekend as well with Hurley. Uh, what's going so, now? 
Ah, uh, nothing, nothing. Just, just get to the end of the fucking show, will you? <laughs> <laughs> There's fuck loads of, there is absolutely we, shed loads of sport just on keep this laughing. weekend outside of football. Yeah. So keep all our semi-finals as well. The weekend yeah. apparently says yeah. what Avril the third's asking me, uh, am I interested in the women's Euros? I'm actually going on Wednesday, uh, the opening game, England against Austria, uh, and I've got tickets for the final. Is that Old Trafford? Old Trafford, yeah. It's the only game at Old Trafford, so, you know, thank God for that. That's probably uh, the only negative is going to Old Trafford. That is the only negative, to be fair, yeah. Uh, and then um, I've actually got tickets for the final. I actually don't care who's in the final, so it's just a chance to take the little one to a European final because you don't get to see many of them. So. British Grand Prix. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's just going around in circles. That's rubbish, that. Yes. I like the I like the, the race, and I think. Oh, get off! I know. I, I genuinely. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Right? It just seems like they've kind of evened things up a little bit. Now I know. I know. Um, Red Bull are flying, but I've watched it for the last year or so on Kev's recommendation, and genuinely, loads happens in races now. Whereas when you went back. 10 years ago be like oh he's in front is he that's over fuck it forget it. it's over yeah. seems loads like happen um, yeah. I am going to watch the uh, is it what's the uh, documentary when you told me about guys? is it Drive oh drive, go drive. and watch that like and, and it yeah. doesn't matter no no listen come here honestly yeah, honestly, honestly really genuinely Chris that. honestly for, it doesn't matter that it's about Formula 1 just to see what goes on is fucking mental see I like, I like I like stuff like that so I think that would be good oh yeah, the other thing is good. Fourth uh, of August. That's the date in your diary as well, Gav. Yeah. Amazon Prime, Arsenal. Or yes. Arsenal. Oh no, I'm not watching that. Shit. Oh come on. No. That would be hilarious. It'd be like no, it'd be like watching, watching uh, the Office with David Brent. No. Just knows he's after coming. Yeah. <laughs> On the fourth of August, I think I'll invite all the people in the chat for a point, and um, I'll have all these comments printed out on a page, and I want to see who would stand beside all those comments, um, which has been an absolute disgrace tonight. To be honest with you, and, um, <laughs> I don't know why I bother anymore. I think I might just knock around the head tonight and be done with it. Yeah, bet you back something. Uh, they've right. hurt me an awful lot here tonight for no reason whatsoever. You'll Red Steve, Red Steve is the fucking ring leader. Um, Laszlo closely second. Or Allison, I see you. Um, Spanners are up for the top, lads. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so there you go. Awesome. So, right on, Chris. So on we'll that. Yeah, so on that happy note, uh, most of us live for three more years. Mm. We're all happy, and everyone's taking the Mickey out of Gav. Mm. Basically, what more you want for a Friday night? Enjoy. Yeah. We'll see you all very soon. Podcast Network.